I've titled um, this message this morning, A True Friend. What is a true friend? What is true friendship? Now, C.S. Lewis, in 1960, in his book, Four Loves, mourns, amongst many other themes in this book, the decline of true friendship between two people. He put it down to um, societies at that time, preoccupation with sex and romance. I mean, I wonder what he would have thought in 2020. And he felt that this preoccupation with sex and romance uh, results in true friendship not being talked about or cherished as it should. Now, friendship is often mentioned in scripture. And of course, scripture provides examples of great friendships. It doesn't take a much to, to think of some of them. Of course, David and Jonathan, and we'll pick up on that a little bit later on in our message. Moses and Aaron, although they were, they were brothers, they were really supportive friends of each other. Elijah and Elisha. Um, Elijah, in preparing Elisha to take over as, as leader, exhibited true friendship towards him. And then, of course, on then, from the, there's Naomi and Ruth, uh, a very touching friendship and loyalty between the two. And of course, which we've just um, spoken about a bit earlier, the friendship of Christ towards his people. Indeed, it is one of um, Proverbs' main topics. And that's why I did some of those verses from Proverbs earlier. And what does Proverbs in particular say about true friendship. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. First of all, that friendship is constant. Now, the verse that we read says that friend loves at all times. All kinds of times. So whatever you're going through, whether you're going through happy times, things are going really well, or sad, or joyful times, or, or you're bereaving, that a true friend enters in to your joy and grief. And a true friend is never happy when you're sad, is never sort of inwardly gloating when you're going through a difficult time, or they're never sort of jealous or envious when you're going through a happy and happy time when things are going really well. I mean, one of the best examples um, that we should we should see quite frequently um, in this world of, of friendship is is between um, a husband and wife. That um, you've often heard it said of uh, by husbands and wives that um, their best friends are their husband or their wives. And indeed, when you when you think about uh, the marriage vows, you've got an example of what we're talking about. This this constancy, no matter what has happened, you, you you know you know what we mean, don't you? You know when you um, get married, and we've, we've we've witnessed a few marriages in in our church recently. We are to love each other for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, for better or for worse. So it's not just when things are going well 
Um, it's not just being a friend with uh, with a person when you're, you're getting something out of it. Um, a bit like with a, with a prodigal son that uh, when he, he he went and left um, his his father's with all his money, I'm sure he acquired a lot of inverted commas friends. But as soon as the money ran out, they deserted him. And we, and we read about it sometimes with with lottery winners, and they say, oh, "I never knew I had so many friends." until they won the lottery, or in um, in, in um, hospitals or old people's homes when um, a, a rich relative is is near the end of their life, they suddenly get visitors. The visitors seem to come out of the, the woodwork and never bothered about them before. That's not friendship, is it? It's a constant friendship, but whatever the situation is that... Um, so a true friend has that mindset, doesn't it? That what can I do to help my friend? Not not what can I get out of it, but what can I do to help my friend? Uh, as I mentioned earlier about David and Jonathan, well, if you read about um, David and Jonathan, Jonathan remained David's friend, even though his meant was meant his life was in danger from his Father Saul, who was an avowed enemy of, of, of David, but they remained loyal to one another. So a, a true friend is constant. Secondly, a true friend is candid, has candor, is, is honest. We looked at uh, Proverbs 27, verse 6. We see that very much so, don't we? Um, it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Um, Tim Keller put it in a, in, a, in a different way. He sort of said that um, in, uh, true friends sometimes need to use the surgeon's knife to, um, to cut in order to do the, the per, their friend good. So, a true friend is candid, is honest. They're prepared to speak the truth to their friends. And they're also able to take, take it when their friends speak truth in love to them, even though it, it hurts. So it's, it's, it's a twofold thing, isn't it, friendship? So we must be wary, mustn't we, then, of, of people who we, who, who we think a friend or very friendly towards us, but they, they only ever really flatter us. They always only ever say warm and comfortable words to us. And um, I was, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking of um, um, a couple of sportsmen, Diego Maradona and, and particularly Mike Tyson, who, who surrounded themselves with or what people described as friends. But they weren't true friends. They Whatever Mike Tyson did or Diego Maradona did, whether it was taking drugs or whether it was um, sexual assault on, on, on women, then in, in the case of, of, of Mike Tyson, they, they, they never pulled, pulled them up about it. They, you know, they, they said, oh, you know, you're world champion in case of Mike Tyson, you can do what you like. And consequently, he was just surrounded by people who, who flattered him. And he just gradually went off the rails and none of them 
were true friends who were prepared to say to him, you're going over the top here, right? You're doing things that you shouldn't be doing. That's not true friendship, just flattery. But of course, not all those who rebuke you are doing it from friendship. And they're doing it more to ridicule you or belittle you or to make them feel good. And I, I was reminded of a, um, a very, a very sad thing that uh, always sort of stuck in me when I was at um, university and I was quite involved with the, uh, the Sheffield Christian Union. And I, I'm sure, um, I, no, I have no doubt about it, but at, uh, at times, um, I didn't come over particularly well. And, um, perhaps sort of, um, uh, perhaps with a little bit sort of pompous at times. And, um, one evening, two, uh, members of the Christian Union came round to the flat that I was staying in to sort of visit, visit me. And, oh, I haven't seen them for a long time. They've never really bothered me before. Anyway, I made him a cup of tea and he came in and he sat down and they said, well, we've come, Steve, for a particular reason. And I said, oh, right, yeah, tell me what it is. And he said, well, to be honest, you get on our nerves. He said, we can't stand you. We think that, um, and he trotted out all these reasons why I got on their nerves. And um, I was really, really upset. And I think I was particularly upset uh, because I hadn't had a lot of contact with them before. They wouldn't have said they were... Uh, they were particularly friends, but as the time went on, I had to take on some of the, on those things that they said on board, and um, I thought, yeah, in many ways they were right, and the Lord used that um, um, to, to to help me change in that respect. But in terms of what we we're talking about before, I wouldn't have said that they were friends who were candid or honest. Indeed, I can remember when um, when I showed them to the door afterwards. Um, I went to make uh, went to the kitchen, probably made a cup of tea, and I could look out the window, and I saw them going up the steps out of this block of flats that we live in. And they were talking and joking with each other as they were going up. And that was a bit hurtful, because I thought, well, they weren't, you know, searching their hearts and praying about this visit and seeking to do me good. Um, it was just something I think they did, wanted to belittle me, to ridicule me. So... Always being honest doesn't mean that you're necessarily a good friend, but a, a true friend is prepared to speak the truth to their friends in love. And you know, they, they really want to help you to progress as a Christian. So there's two questions then under this heading to, to ask ourselves. Are we prepared to speak the truth in love to our friends? If we're not, maybe it's because we, we love ourselves too much. We, we worry about their response to us. We're worried about them um, getting upset with us or, or um, bad-mouthing about us to their friends. But, you know, that's what's stopping us. It's our pride that's stopping us. So are we prepared to speak the truth in love to our friends? And secondly, are we prepared to accept it says in the verse, the faithful wounds of a friend. Or in our lives, do we guard ourselves against such criticism, such wounds, because we're too proud 
or immature in the faith to take any negative comments, even when they're said by true friends in love. True friendship helps us grow as a Christian. We need to be told when we're in error. We need to be told if we're in a, 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 a sinful pattern of behaviour. We should value such friendships. And we should also seek to be such a friend. So, a true friend is constant, it's candid, it shows candour. The third thing about um, true friendship, being a true friend, is counsel. Turn to um, chapters 27, look at verse 17, verses that's well known but not always well understood as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend what, what does that mean iron sharpens iron well a blunt knife will not be effective it might be able to go through uh, melted butter but it won't be able to do many other things it needs to be sharpened to be effective and it can't be sharpened on its own it needs um, a sharpener made of iron to sharpen it you know those um, sharpeners that you can buy and you can pull the, the knife again or the old type of ones that were on a sort of like a wheel and you put the knife on them and it'd be iron sharpening iron and that's obviously sort of uh, um, an illustration um, and as with us, if we have to be a proper service to God, if we need to be sort of effective and not a, a blunt instrument, we need other Christians to help us to sharpen us. We need other Christians, Christian friends, to improve our strengths and lessen our weakness, make us ready for service. As the, the scriptures say, to spur us on to love and good works. And this is really with friendship, and this is where it, it comes down to what is termed fellowship. And fellowship isn't just spending time with one another, often talking about um, relative trivialities, or, or, you know, such as things that you've seen on the, the TV or, or the weather or, or sport or whatever, things like that. It's important for Christian friendship that we spend time together, we encourage each other, we share God's word, we, we share what God has done in our lives and between each other, that we pray together. That's how iron sharpens iron. That's how we help one another as friend, Christian friends to be more effective in our Christian lives. So, a true friend is somebody who's constant um, through the good times, through the bad times. I often think of um, Joe's wife. Now, Joe's wife um, gets a bit of a bad press, you know, especially when she said to uh, to, to Joe, um, just when he was experiencing all these this heartache and all this loss, you know, curse God. And dying, and that was not the right thing for her to say. But, but Joe's wife, she she stuck with him, and she 
Now, when you think of the, the contribution of his, his friends, so-called friends later on, and the way they rubbed salt into the wounds, she was a constant friend. She stayed with him and just sort of listened to him and silently supported him. So a true friend is, is constant. Also candid and honest, not because they want to pull them down or see them suffer, but they, they want to see you um, grow as a Christian and um, don't want you to sort of go off, off uh, on a wrong path. And being a, a, a true honest friend is being able to, to take criticism, constructive criticism when that's needed, some reprimand, correction, as well as being able to give it in love. And finally, we've said about is a true Christian um, friend will counsel each other, that they will sharpen um, into service um, the, the, the friends that they, they, they meet with, and that they don't just sort of spend time talking about trivialities, but they really do um, seek to help one another to grow in their Christian lives through we said prayer and sharing God's word, sharing what's happened in their lives and listening and um, supporting them through all these things and encouragement. And as we said, praying together. How do we apply those things then? How do we build friendships then that um, constant, that candid, and friendships that give good counsel. How, how, how do we, we do that? You know, um, it's, it's often said that if you can count um, true, the number of true friends that you have on one hand, you're very blessed. And it's quite a wise saying that really, because how many really true friends, close friends that we could share with one another and help each other in a way that we've talked about today? Well, I think there's a, a few things we can say that's needed, what are called the building blocks of true Christian friendship. The first one, of course, is that um, we need to see people on a, a, a frequent basis. We need to see people quite often. We think of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus spent a lot of time with his disciples. And how can we be a true friend if we only see them every blue moon? The second thing is that we're to be open with each other. Uh, we think about the Lord Jesus Christ, um, that he, he was um, open with them, with the disciples, when they were arguing about who was the greatest. He was, he was um, candid with them and, and told them what they thought. Um, got to be open with each other. It's often talked about being having an accountable friend, somebody who you can um, tell about um, the temptations that you're going through, the patterns of sin or whatever, or, or the sort of negative things that you, you're feeling about, and you can account accountable to, to each other in that well. And that's certainly very helpful in growing as a Christian. The third thing in, a, in, a, um, in building true Christian friendships is that you've got to have that unity of purpose. You both will need to want to grow in the Christian faith. And once you've got that sort of agreement as you're walking together, you will grow in sort of friendship. And 
you know, if 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 that's not your desire, um, that's something we need to bring to God and uh, repent of it, and that's it will give you that desire to want to grow as a Christian. Well, of course, another building block of friendship is 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 respect. You've got to respect each other, and you you, you see that again with Jesus and disciples. He really respected, even though they came from very humble backgrounds. He respected his disciples. That um, true another building block of um, of true friendship is sympathy. It's often called sort of empathy. Uh, we see that, don't we, with Jesus? When after he'd risen from the dead, and the the, the disciples were out fishing, um, and they weren't catching anything, and they were probably very very miserable, and Jesus sympathised with them, empathised with them. We've got to be humble, haven't we? You know, with 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 not to see friends as somehow um, bit parts in our life, just to there to um, to make us feel better. We've got to be humble. We've got to seek to want to put the interest of others before ourselves. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. He washed the disciples' feet. We've got to see ourselves as, 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 as in a way, servants of, of one another. That we don't just lord it over people who we would call our friends as being an audience of what we want to say. We need to seek to help one another. We've got to be in another building block of friendship is being forgiving. How many friendships, perhaps they were not good uh, friendships, Christian friendships in the first place, are founded because of grudges being held and um, people falling out with people and it going on for months, going on for years. Jesus didn't hold a grudge against Peter for denying him three times to those uh, handmaidens. And we mustn't hold grudges. We must be forgiving. And lastly, as with true Christian friendships, there must be that a level of confidentiality. It's a diff difficult area because it's only it can't be in areas that would involve safeguarding of, of adults or children or some sort of criminal wrongdoing. But there must be this feeling that when you're with true Christian friends and you're unburdening yourself and you're seeking to help one another to grow in the Christian faith, that, that, that things don't get gossiped about, go and talked about somebody, um, that you unburden yourself to somebody and then a few days down the line you find out the person you've unburdened them to has told them to somebody else, to all of sundry. And it's become broadcast. It has to be that confidence of trust in the relationship. That's called confidentiality. So they're the building blocks. And as we said before, and as I've done just in the examples, what, what an example we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only in his, his life on earth, the way he, he treated his disciples, how he made them, not only their disciples, but true friendship with them. We've got so many examples of that, haven't we, in, in the Gospels. But also, what he means to us if we're believers, that while we were yet sinners, the Lord Jesus Christ died for us, that 
he holds us. Nobody can pluck us out of the hands of our Saviour. We can fall, we can trip up, we can still sin when we're Christians, but if we repent, the Lord Jesus Christ forgives us and the, the Holy Spirit gives us that strength to carry on. What a friend we have in Jesus.